I'll bring them up too. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert, your source for martial arts talk radio. going to open the phone lines at about 6.30 p.m. Pacific time, and we're going to be talking about the aftermath and after effects of self-defense. This is the third in a series of three about self-defense, so tune in for that. If you want to give us a call a little bit later after 6.30, our phone number here is 347-677-0699, or you can uh, try us on the chat board at the Blog Talk Radio Show Marquee. Just scroll down a little bit underneath the show marquee and you'll find our chat board. Last ditch thing you can do is to catch me on Facebook and I can't guarantee that I'm going to check it. So, <laughs> so anyhow, so Bob, Kat, how was your week? What's your what's your week been like, Bob? <laughs> You're going to ask me this first. I had literally a week of Mondays. So what? I go out I go out to this job on Tuesday and I'm talking to the owner of this building. Well, I'm not about a hundred feet from my truck and my truck is legally parked in a white zone. Actually it's a thirty minute green zone. Because uh-huh. I was only gonna be there a little bit. And the owner and I heard this horrendous crash. We uh-huh. go running out to the street. Some guy in a truck ran a red light and hit an and creamed another car going across the intersection. Well, this Uh-oh. cream car spins and takes out my front quarter panel. And I oh. wasn't even in the car. Oh, oh, okay. Now, <laughs> I wasn't even, now, now the owner oh, said, man. wow, good thing you were like getting out of the car. Yeah, exactly. But right. Now, my work has this thing about all accidents can be avoidable, avoided. That's now... From this huh. point on, that's a bunch of crap. Because <laughs> the only way uh-huh. I could have avoided that accident is to be clairvoyant and said, I don't think I'm going to park here. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know what? Sometimes <laughs> if you're connected with your, your higher self or, or source or God or whatever, you know, you'll get those messages. You just got to listen a little more carefully. I I, my, my, I, uh, I was running no business signal that day because I have heard those messages <laughs> and I have listened to them. But this time, I wasn't connected. All I heard was beep, 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 beep. And I... I have, you ever heard, you have you ever heard those messages when you're driving that says, don't take that off-ramp, don't take that road, something's right. going to happen to you. Yeah. So you go a different direction. Of course. I have, I have right. heard those. And, and Me too. I have listened yep. to them. 
because it wasn't just my nagging wife nagging at me going, don't do that. No, no, not this time. Now, <laughs> before I insult somebody else, because my wife's sitting right here, so I can say that. <laughs> I was going to say, now, where's Jenny? <laughs> right, she's sitting on the steps right here. She's good. Uh, oh, yeah. And I had, jur- I had jury duty for, for two days this week. First time I had jury duty a few years ago, a civil case. They picked us in an hour. The case was settled by noon. I got lunch. I got to go home. This jury uh-huh. selection took two days. Now, I'm on probation with this company I'm at. They can't fire uh-huh. me for, for uh, going on jury duty. Yeah, but they can't. They but they don't pay jury duty. So, this, so me being on jury duty costs me $170 a day. So oh, dang. <laughs> they start asking me questions, and I'm hostile at that point. They look okay, that'll, just, get you, that'll get you thrown off. That, that'll get you thrown off. <laughs> yeah, and it did. Because I look, oh, cause the, the judge looks at me and says, what do you feel about police officers? And, I, and they, they lie. And I said, I looked here, right, I swear to God, you know I don't make shit up. I looked at that judge and said, all police officers lie. You can't say that. I said, every cop I have ever talked to told me, point blank, all police officers lie. And that was going to be one of the witnesses. Oh, oh my God. My God. They're like, get out. <laughs> well, yeah. This, they it's, didn't want to see my ass for miles. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. Dude. Wow. Yeah, Greg Wilbridge was the one who told me that. He like, all cops will lie to you to get a confession. And I use that to my advantage. How about Holy that? Holy crap. Holy crap. You know, I, 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 huh. It's like some of my best friends are cops. So, you know, I, wow. Okay. Anyhow, there you go. That, that, was, that was my week. That, that was a week, bud. <laughs> how was your week, Kat? Uh, you know, it's been a, a pretty long week. been working on a lot of extra hours, which is nice because I'm, um, I'm going to be moving in uh, November. Uh-huh. Just across town, nothing, nothing serious. Um, but uh-huh. uh, you know, it's just been a, a good, challenging work week. <laughs> a lot yeah. of hours and not much sleep. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. You know, you, you, you've got my respect. I don't know how you're doing it. You know, I used to do it in my twenties. You know, because I had like three jobs and I'd sleep for three hours and it start right back up at six in the morning and do it again. Um, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> can't well, do it anymore. So. so that rocks. All right. So for our listeners that are just now tuning in, uh, our phone number here is three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. Don't go away because um, after we get done with our first segment, we're going to be talking with um, a couple people regarding um, self defense, their experience with it, and um, the after effects. Of it, so don't go away. Three four seven six seven seven zero six nine nine. So with that said, let's move on with the show. Let's get started with announcements. Let's start with Bob. What do you have on your docket there for announcements? For <clears throat> announcements, I've got Ralph Castro Day at the Martial Arts Safety Museum. Woohoo! The founder of Chinese Kenpo. And one of the most influential mar- martial arts of, of our generation. This is so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw him at Dragon Fest, still alive and kicking. Can't wait. That is going to be October 
first from 4 to 6 p.m. $10 admission at the oh, cool. Florence Museum. Now, we also have a dear friend of ours, Michelle Manu Day. Woohoo! Yay! See, I can, okay. tell Rusty, I can tell Rusty's not a fan of her. She's one of the coolest <laughs> and nicest people you will ever meet. She's under Aww. Solomon Koala. <laughs> Koala. Uh, and she is she is one of the hardest. She she had a really tough time getting in because she's a woman. He was not going to teach her. She got hung up on constantly by his daughters, mm-hmm. constantly, and she paid her dues. And she's now a uh, Kualuma Lua. Mm-hmm. In, Kumu, uh, Kumu Lua. In, thank you. God, good thing I don't get paid to speak or anything. Good thing I don't get for living. Thank God. <laughs> Uh, when is that? You don't have a. It's the eighth. You don't have a date here. Oh, sorry. It is. It's the. uh, It is okay. The eighth from uh, four to six, and also ten dollars at the door. Yeah. You know, I told I told Michelle, I said, man, I really wish I could be there, but I have to like travel out the following week. There's no way I'll be able to do it. And. and you know, I don't like unless I win the lottery or something like that, then I'd, you know, come down there for that and fly back and then fly back again. And it's like, Oh my God. But I'll have to like I'll have to like send her my best wishes via Skype or something like that. All right. Um, anything else on your docket there, Bob? Well, we have one that you are coming down for. Uh huh. Uh oh, you Oh, I see what you did. You put out. Oh, I'm sorry. You put October 15th down for the. Uh, wait, it is. Wait, when? Oh, got it. Okay, never mind. I, I was confused. <laughs> I was confused. I was oh, like, no. did I did I get a plane ticket for the wrong date? What the hell? <laughs> no, I was thinking Uh-oh. Michelle's. So I've got like three things right in a row. I've got the first, the eighth, and now we have the 15th of October that you're flying in for. Mm-hmm. The Gathering of Champions, hosted by Professor. Angie Abad Mencia and Sensei Jason Mencia, October 15, 2016, at the Torrance Marriott Redondo Beach, 26th Ashton Way, Torrance, California, 90503, in the Grand Ballroom, over a thousand square feet of competition area. Rooms meeting, rooms mention gathering of champions for special room rates. And there you have it, and those are my announcements. Did you get our right first date for this week? Oh, you know, no. <laughs> so, oh no. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> Oops. So, who do you have for birthdays on your end, there, Bob? Well, let me go to my sent email because you know I was so good about it this week. I sent it so early to you, and I thought, uh-huh. wow, this is cool. It got to her early, so I figured, what the hell? Okay, this week <laughs> is. Is martial artist, actor, uh, brother of Hayden Panettiere. I bet he's tired of hearing that. Uh, from the martial arts kid, Jansen Panettiere. His birthday is on the 25th. My old uh-huh. golf instructor, Zach Allen. His birthday is on the 26th. Police Very officer, cool. Duke, Duke Dow. His birthday is on the 27th. My sister-in-law. Her birthday is on the 29th. Pamela. And Albert Leong. Famous stuntman and great guy. I hope he is feeling better. His birthday is on the 30th of this month. Right on. I don't have any birthdays. 
<laughs> right now. What about you, Kat? Do you have any? Uh... Uh, you know, I have some exes whose birthdays this month, so I'd rather not say. Okay. <laughs> so we're moving on. Um, I'd move on. If I could find my notes, Bob, I might have to oh, no. have you email them back to me. Um, hold on. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, here we go. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it it disappeared into cyberspace. I don't know what happened to those notes. Okay, so um, with that said, for, I can't even, (laughs) oh, Lord, my board is all, like, tripping out. But for everyone having a birthday the week of the 25th through October 1st. This tune's for you. We sing happy birthday to you. And may all your dreams come true. Happy, happy birthday. something. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I have a complaint. Cat had posted okay. something, and you you tagged me in it. This was Robert Deal as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> wait, okay. wait a minute. I missed that. Okay, so it's you put you you had like reshared something about like this baby that would cry if it would be if it was given like the milk oh, bottle, yes. but would stop crying oh, with the yes. beer bottle. So right. I commented, oh, this is Robert Deal as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong, by the way, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you know I only do that because I love you, right? You know? I know. <laughs> I know you do. You know, if I'm going to allow the short jokes, you know, I could I can come out with a lush joke, so. Anyhow, <laughs> all right. That's right, but, so, but it's rather obvious you're short. Nobody knows how it was. Well, <laughs> now they do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so more announcements. Okay, so um, this is a shout-out for Dragon, the Dragon Warrior Martial Arts Studio. 
um, headed by Lindsay Mantua. Their grand opening is happening um, in a couple weeks. I'm looking at the calendar here. A uh, couple weeks, Ooh. yeah, on the 8th, Saturday the 8th. Unfortunately, that's the same day as Michelle Monaday. But this is in Avondale, Arizona, Dragon Warrior Martial Arts Studio at 1060 North Alicio Felix Jr. Way, Suite Number 12, in Avondale, Arizona, 85323. Now, they're going to have a ribbon-cutting ceremony, martial arts performances, food, music, and a lot more. Um, there's still room for vendors to be um, to be at this event, um, and uh, you can either be indoors or outdoors, first come, first serve. Now, if you have any questions about the grand opening event or if you uh, want to be a vendor, you can call Lindsay at 623-853-6910, or you can actually stop by in person at the studio if you're from Avondale. 1060 North Elysio Felix Jr. Way, suite number 12. Okay, now if you want to register um, as a vendor, you can actually go to the events um, section on their website at dragonwarriorkenpokarate.com. Dragonwarriorkenpokarate.com. All right, and that's it for. Oh, hey, uh, yeah. Remember the guy who told you sometimes I drive around with Lyft drivers, the guy from uh, Two Broke Girls, the TV show? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's shorter than you. Oh, well, he's he's five. He's five. He's 5'1", and did you know he did, uh, well, I forget what art it was, I think, show and room for like eight years. Oh, wow. Well, I'm 5'1", so he's guys, really not shorter. Oh, so he's not, <laughs> I thought you were 5'3". I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. Five, I thought you were 5'3". Oh, thanks, though, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, only five three if I'm wearing cowboy boots. So right. I'm pretty short. So anyhow, <laughs> all right. So another another announcement here. Um, this is the this is the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame. The weekend of October twenty first, twenty twenty. That's easy for you to say. If you could only speak English. I know, right? Yeah. English is a second language. <laughs> right, okay. So, <laughs> all my Filipino friends are like, oh my God, she said that on the air. Yeah, I did, in Tagalog. All right, so October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. Hey, I got my English tongue back. Uh, this is the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame. This is the last Hall of Fame of this year. And uh, all the Halls of Fame this year are celebrating... It's 40th year. This is the oldest Hall of Fame in the United States, from what I can tell, uh-huh. I think. Okay. Right? All right. So, anyway, um, the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame is hosted by um, Master Jim Thomas and Sensei Lori Hallmark. And it's going to be held here in Seattle at the Emerald Queen Casino and Hotel. Pretty cool. So, afterwards, we get to all go out and go gambling. <laughs> It'll be fun. No. And uh, the Emerald Queen Casino and Hotel is located at 5700 Pacific Highway East in Fife. It's just outside of Seattle. It's not in Seattle proper. It's about uh, 20 minutes, 30 minutes outside of Seattle. So, and that's area code. Yeah, so 98424. Now, on 
uh, Friday, Friday the 21st is going to be a business uh, business summit and a meet and greet. Saturday um, is workshops and uh, the Hall of Fame banquet. And Sunday is the 2016 40th anniversary Hall of Fame tournament. And they're all going to be held there at the Emerald Queen Casino. So if you guys have any questions out there about um, about the event, you want to call 253-594-7777. That's a, that's a local. So I wonder who they're calling. Anyway, 253-594-7777. There you go. Now, now All right. Matt, you, you went last year, Kat. Are you going to go this year as well? Uh, if I get invited. Ah, so they should come out. On yeah. You should come out. Oh, wait. It's, uh, it's, that's November or October? <coughs> October. October. Hmm. Hold on. 21st, 22nd, 23rd. <coughs> but yeah, you should come out. You've never been up in the needle. You should come up to the needle. I'm taking. I I'm taking. Come up yeah, you should come up to the needle. I'm actually taking Sensei Jim and, and Lori out to out to steak and potatoes because I invited them out for seafood when they got here, and Sensei Jim is like, ah, oh, hell no. <laughs> and I was like, dude, Seattle, it's 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 seafood. He's like, I'm a steak and potatoes man. And I said, yep. And I said, oh. Well, how about I take you to my favorite steak restaurant? And uh, he's like, is it Ruth Chris? I'm like, no, it's Jack's out in West Seattle. And he's like, oh! And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm taking you and Lori. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. There you go. So my students that uh, that I'm inducting, a couple of my students that I'm um, going to be inducting, um, and I, are going to be taking them out to taking them out to steak and stuff like that. But you should come out, come out to the needle. And uh, do the duck or whatever. Hey, when I was there, you told me not to do the duck. Well, that was because Uh-oh. people died a week before. Oh, that's a good reason. <laughs> that's I'll accept that reason. <laughs> I should yeah, laugh that would at be that. A good but... reason not to eat the duck. Yeah, <laughs> or to do the duck. No, the, actually, uh, yeah, you've heard of the duck, yeah? It's a it's a land sea vehicle. And uh, oh, sure, you yeah. can actually, yeah, yeah, you drive it and then you can go in the water and stuff. And a lot of people want to, quote unquote, do the duck. Um, but when he came, there was a big accident and like a whole bunch of tourists died on it. And it was like, oh, crap. Right. So it's like, OK, we're not going to do the duck. Um, but the Space Needle is safe. The Experience, Muse- the Experience Museum is safe. You know, all the other Seattle touristy things are safe. So, and I've been telling anyone, hey, you come out to Seattle, I'll take you guys around, whatever. So, if you come up, I'll take you around. All awesome. right. Sounds like so a plan. Let's, sounds like a plan. All right. Let's move on to health news. Now, for this particular health news, um, and folks, we are running a little bit late. We're uh, going a little off uh, schedule here. So, uh, we're going to open the really? phone lines at about a little bit. <laughs> we're running on Filipino time. That sounded sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? really? <laughs> you think? Are Rusty and Bob ever on time? What's going on with well, that? You know, 
Filipino time is a lot like Hawaii time. It's a lot like beach time. It's a lot like Brazil yeah. time. You know, it's that, a lot like. It? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We get exactly. that when we get that. That's right. That's right. Bahalana, we would say. Bahalana. You know, whatever will be, will be. Kesara, sara. Okay. So uh, for this particular health news, I kind of wanted to um, share a NPR um, NPR story as opposed to me talking because I can't <laughs> very well. So That's this nice. is an N- yeah this is an NPR uh, news uh, news flash that was released this week. So here we go. You've probably okay. seen the Great. signs in pharmacies now. Flu shots here. You could buy shampoo, deodorant, nasal spray, M and M's, and a flu shot. But if you're of a certain demographic, you might consider waiting a while before you get that shot. Here's some advice from Dr. Laura Haynes, a professor of immunology at the University of Connecticut. The best time for most people to get the flu vaccine would be in October. If you're a little bit older and over 65, I would say between Halloween and Thanksgiving. Why should older people wait a month or more? Dr. Haynes says... Their immune response isn't as good to the vaccine, so the protection that's induced wanes more quickly so therefore, you'd want to wait a little bit longer than you would if you were a younger adult. That way, you're protected throughout the majority of the really bad flu season, which happens from, say, January to April. Dr. Haynes acknowledges that a flu shot will not always keep you from getting the flu. She says it's about 60 to 90 percent effective for children and adults, somewhat less for the elderly, but she believes they're still worthwhile. People who are elderly should still get the flu vaccine because even if it doesn't keep them from getting the flu, it's been uh, shown that it it will keep them from getting sick enough that they have to go to the hospital, and staying out of the hospital is always a good thing. You could catch cold just wearing those flimsy hospital gowns that flap in the back. And the doctor adds that if this month is the most convenient time for you to get a flu shot, by all means, better to have it early than not at all. That is straight from NPR. Should I get my flu shot? I have a cold. <laughs> uh, no. I would. No. I, I don't know. I just feel it's odd that I would go to the doctor and say, hey, doctor, give me the flu, okay? Yeah, right? Right? You know, right. I, I, exactly. I, I, right? It makes no sense to me. I, it never made sense to me either, you know, because, like, I have a couple friends that are dealing with, with, uh, some sickness of some sort after getting their flu shot. And I'm like, uh, well, mm, no, <laughs> I'll just, you know, yeah. I'll just make sure uh, I no, stay away from you. Thank you. Yeah. No. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because it's like, you know, if they're dealing with just the after effects of, you know, a mild, if they're getting mild side effects of the, the vaccine. Right. I mean, what if, you know, there's, there's always that, that weird, like, time. I don't know if it's a 24-hour, 48 or whatever. There's that time where you could catch it, the flu, right? I mean, what would happen? Uh, anyway, I'm not even going to go sure. there. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, we that's just spend all day good. just there. Yeah, exactly. Let's not go there. So let's move on then. So it is time for Bob. Weird News. Okay. Weird News. Now, you go all over the country, and you see cats wandering the streets, house cats, right. street cats, whatever. Right. Well, there is 
an Alaska, an Alaskan city that is voting for a cat leash law. They're putting it to a what? vote. Other citizens. This is ridiculous. It's huh. Kenya, Alaska. Cats will need leashes just like dogs if a proposal before the Kenya Council wins approval. Kenya Mayor Pat Porter and Council Member Tim Nabare have proposed a cat lease law after complaints from residents about roaming felines. I'm sorry, cats roam. That's what they do. That's part of their personality. Let it happen. <laughs> Quick. The peninsula, the peninsula Clarion reports that the current city codes do not include cats on its list of on its list of animals that need to be restrained. The proposed ordinance also cites complaints about the impact of a growing cat population on the Kenya Animal Shelter resources. Kenya City Manager, what? Kenai. Is that how you pronounce the city name, Kenai? Yeah, Kenai. Kenai. Okay, Kenai. Kenai City Manager Richard Koch says shelter resources are sufficient. He said he will research data and and see whether other Alaska communities have similar laws. Some residents are Mm. concerned about compliance and whether the law will tax animal control resources. Hmm. A hearing and vote is set for October 5th this year. Wow. Well, I mean, I've seen cats on leashes. Haven't you, cat? <laughs> I'm, <Kathy? sorry. laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've seen cats on leashes, you know. <laughs> and I was asking Kathy if she had some, but that like came out wrong. Cat, 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 cat. It came out like that. <laughs> So, Kat, have you seen felines on leashes? Did we lose Kat? Bob, did I lose you? No, I'm here. Where'd Kat go? <laughs> did we lose Kat? Did you remember to her. unmute her mic? Yeah, she's unmuted. Let me try it again. Let's see here. Hold on. Hold on. Kat, are we're you there? Here. We're here. Cat? Cat? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, there she is. There she is. (laughs) Okay. All right. Wow. For a minute there, I thought I lost your line. I'm like, what happened to her line? It it died. So, anyhow. quiet for a second there. Yeah, that was, I think it was, uh, yeah, it must have been something with the mute or something like that. All right. Well, let's move on. That's okay. Well, let's move on to entertainment news. Okay, Bob, oh my, what do we got? Oh, my God. My, my daughter just texted me. Can you transfer some money into my card so I can go out and eat? No. You have a meal card now. You you go to UCLA, one of the finest schools in the country, with a meal card. Eat per your plan. And don't bug me. It's <laughs> 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 like, I can eat out. Well, because what I did, because the other day, I transferred $85. I went into our bank. We both have the same bank. Transferred $85 from her, my account into hers so that she could do rest week for sororities. And now she thinks magically I can do it w- without the bank being open. And I can't. Huh. Right, right. Okay. She'll, right. She'll that, figure you know out. What? 
That was my rant. (laughs) She will. She will figure out that she can't bleed me dry like the college is trying to. Right. Well, she'll figure it out. She'll figure it out. That's (laughs) right. Now, this next story, this entertainment news is really upsetting me. The only reason this is upsetting me, knowing that this little punk owns a house where Kat and I live in the city of Burbank. That's what bothers me so badly. Justin Bieber Mm. went out of his way to greet a fan for her birthday, but he had to call the police to deal with her because she made a surprise visit to his house. TMZ Uh learned Justin's security team called Burbank police Friday night after a girl who just turned 18 waited about 12 hours in her car in front of Bieber's house for a photo op. Officers spoke Uh to her. But because she was a, on a public street, they couldn't do anything about it. When Justin finally huh. came home that evening, police filled him in on the situation. JB decided to join the cops when they spoke to her a second time. The Beebs clued in cops and the girl, and the girl on his fan photo ban, but apparently just meeting him was enough. She left without huh. a pic. But was also and was all and left with all also not getting arrested. That's his nickname, the Beebs. Yes. Wow. <laughs> but I found out he is leasing a ten bedroom house on the border of Burbank because I just googled it on the border okay. of Burbank and Toulouse Lake for eighty grand a month. Wow. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's he, amazing. That yeah, it is right for how much a yeah. month? Eighty grand a month has its own dock. And has a boat actually on Toulouse Lake. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, there, there's wow. only like five houses on the whole lake, right? And they're all huge. Wow. But yeah. It's, when well, you have that you know, kind of money. It's really yeah. good to know that he's living beneath his means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the poor bastard. <laughs> Oh, God. I he's think... on a budget, poor guy. <laughs> he's on a budget. I know. I mean, with that amount of money, hello? I mean, come on. Wouldn't it be nice to have that kind of disposable income? Oh, I think I'll just rent a, a lake house. Good Lord. Yeah, for 80 grand a month. Yeah. Well, when yeah. you have $200 million in the bank and like two Ferraris and a security team. Yeah. I remember I seeing one I'm... of his guys, which was uh, uh, ex-Israeli Special Forces, so he's called Kravik a pop at mm-hmm. LAX, beat the living crap out of somebody. I mean, beat him to a pulp, and it was on camera. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that guy wow. probably doesn't work for him anymore. Probably not. <laughs> Can't be security detailed and, like, completely, like, you know, beat the hell out of paparazzi or whatever. Oh, That's this, not... this, this, this security dude lost it. Just I guess. Just had a guy with, his clo- with a closed fist. Oh, yeah. Big That's old, not, big not old cool. Israeli guy. This guy was huge. Not cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah, not cool. All right. So well, in, did, did I in, tell you though? Did I tell you I met one? Now this isn't a bragging point. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I I got into an elevator yeah, on a building on Wilshire. Big dude stepped in next to me, and I said, "Man, I feel so vertical challenged, vertically challenged right now." And he started laughing. He was Larry Flint's personal one-on-one bodyguard. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> because I was, I, was in, I was at Larry Flynn Publications doing a job lot. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. You were, I, you were there for what? 
for do, to do a job walk on a, on a door because he doesn't own the building. He oh. just leaves it. He just leaves oh, it. Yeah, yeah. And, that's yeah. the spray you were there for. I get it. Yeah. Well, I was putting on body spray and cologne out in the car. Yeah, right. I had to wear this very carefully. No, no I'm serious because he has cologne in his car, Kat. I kid you not. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this for? You know, <laughs> what is this? You know, just in for case. situations like that. Yeah, just in case. And I'm like, and that's what he you said. So know. just in yeah. case what? Just in case what? Well, you never know. You know, you never know when you get to walk into the Larry Flint building, right? Anyhow. Right. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's move on. Now, we're going to try something different today, listeners. Let's play a game, shall we? Shall we? And, uh, well, we're going to introduce it in a, in a second. It's a really cool game. And, oh, woof, woof, woof. Is that your pup? Is that your puppy? Woof. That's my puppy. And that's your puppy. Hi, Hunter. How are you? All right. So we got a new game going. Here we go. Woo-hoo. All right. So what this is, this is the trifecta trivia game. Now, rules of the game. Pretty simple. You have to be the first to call in with the correct answer to three. Count them three trivia questions and if you are the first person to call in and get all three questions correct you get to win a stint as a guest co-host right here on the dynamic dojo radio show the next time that me and bob and cat are co-hosting and you get to pick the subject or the show guest that you'd like to discuss or to have on the show so, nice. get your pencils out, nice. everyone. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Get your pencils out, everybody, because Kathy has the first question. Trivia question number one is... Is who was the first emperor of China? Everyone got that? Who was the first emperor of China? Start go- I, could, I could hear people Googling on their phones right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. They are. Google is blowing up. Google is blowing up. First emperor, what the hell? There's some engineer at Google going, what the hell? All right. And Bob got question number two. What year was Queen Elizabeth the second born? The second. You get that, folks? In what year was Queen Elizabeth the second born? And I have the third question. What Spanish island is known as the Island of Eternal Spring? So, to review, who was the first emperor of China? What year was Queen Elizabeth II born? And what Spanish island is known as the Island of Eternal Spring? You have the correct answers. You want to be the first person to call us right here, 347 677 06 or if you're the first person to answer it, well, you have to like go to my Facebook page, folks. You have to go to my Facebook page, look up the show marquee, the latest one that I posted at 6 p.m., and type your answer underneath there. If you're the first person either calling or on Facebook, woof, underneath the show marquee, you get to win a stint 
to be with me and Bob and Kathy Long right here on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio the next time we're all together and you get to pick the subject or the guest. Boom. How cool is that? <laughs> oh, so you have to put in there a disclaimer that whoever they pick, if they pick a guest, they have, the guest has got to be obtainable. Yes, if you pick a guest, they has to be obtainable. Don't pick Jackie Chan. Don't pick Chuck Norris. <laughs> Don't pick well, Jet Chuck Lee. Norris may be obtainable, but not not real, not by us. Yeah, not by us. You know, I have a better chance with Jet Lee because I still have like some 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 networking with the Wushu people here in the not here, but uh, down there where you guys are at in California that could probably get a hold of them. But yeah, don't, you know, don't, don't pick somebody like uber famous or anything like that. You know, pick, pick your teacher, pick a well-deserving martial artist that's, you know, making an impact in your community. You know, that's, uh, that's who we want to talk to. All right. So why don't we do this, everyone? We're going to go ahead and take a short four minute break. And when we come back, we're finally going to open the phone lines because it's 640. We're only 10 minutes late on Filipino time. We're good. We're going to open the phone lines and we're going to talk a little and we're going to talk a little bit about the after effects of self-defense. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back after this. High school is a time for figuring things out, like finding the square root of X when your ex won't stop texting you, or how to write an essay on 12th night the night before it's due. It's about making friends. And making memories. It's about deciding where you fit, where you stand, and what you simply won't stand for. Long after class is dismissed, after you've left the hall and moved on with life, after you've forgotten all the answers to all the tests, you'll remember the day you figured out the kind of person you were going to be. Stand up for someone being bullied, and they'll never forget you. Stand up to bullying. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The Heart Truth is a campaign sponsored by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute to raise awareness about heart health. One thing that everyone can do to support heart health is to get moving. Health and fitness expert Dr. Pamela Peake says that small steps can lead to big benefits. Throughout the day, just get up and move more. Park your car in the farthest parking spot. Find any excuse to walk as you live your busy life. The key to heart health is regular physical activity and a balanced diet. I help get my patients educated and motivated to stay active every single day. That's why I'm behind the Heart Truth campaign and those who partnered with it, like Diet Coke. Join them this month as they work to educate, inspire, and motivate by visiting dietcoke.com slash hearttruth. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. 
Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T.J. Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamic dojo radio host at gmail.com or you can also post it on the dynamic dojo facebook page you're listening to the dynamic dojo show with restita and robert your source for martial arts talk radio all right and we're back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rusty, Robert, and Kathy. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. And we're going to be talking about self-defense, uh, namely the after effects, um, mentally, physically, spiritually, the whole nine yards of self-defense. So again, our phone number is 347-677-0699. And we have a chat board on our blog talk radio show marquee if you don't want to call in. There we go. Now over the 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 first the first um show that we all three did um about self defense, we talked about a little bit about what self defense is and what it's not and you know what it entails and, and stuff like that. And uh for the second for the second installment we were talking about um reality and how it differs from traditional martial arts and sport martial arts, that kind of thing. Now for this particular episode, um, for all our listeners out there, we're going to be talking about, well, what happens afterwards besides, you know, call the police and, you know, deal with the authorities and stuff like that. You know, what, what happens afterwards? Um, now we were supposed to have um, a couple people calling in we're still waiting for them to call in. However, <clears throat> Um, let's go ahead and take this line um, and uh, see what about in regards to self-defense. Area <laughs> code nine. Talk. What? Oh, sorry. Rusty, before before <laughs> we do that, can I ask Kat a, a question since about sure. what we're dealing with tonight? Now, Kat, sure. there, there is a difference, of course, be, being in the street fighting and doing what you do. You're a professional kickbox with a, an amazing record. What was it like for you? What was the aftermath after a fight? Win or lose for you? Um, well, usually, I mean, I because I only lost a couple times. Um, there was it depended it depended a lot on the fight and which fight it was and what was what was at stake. Mm-hmm. Um, and how difficult my opponent was, or how challenging my opponent was, because mm-hmm. you know, the more worthy the opponent, the better the fight. Right. And 
the sweeter the win. Uh-huh. Because when you're being challenged by somebody who's, you know, highly skilled and, you know, it really makes you put on your, a, you know, it brings out your A game. And uh-huh. then to then to be able to win that, it, it, you know, the very first, I can tell you right now, when I won my first world title, everything was stacked against me, literally. I My ribs were broken going into the fight. They were just, uh-huh. I broke them a week before, one week. Oh, and it was in it was in Vegas. It was at Caesar's Palace where they had open workouts so that people could come in and, and decide whether or not they wanted to bet on you and they would cho- choose the odds. Uh-huh. And, you know, these open workouts, I couldn't move. I couldn't do any, anything other than just move slowly and breathe. <laughs> try to try to breathe. Oh, man. And so, you know, I, I would just shadow box as, as lightly as I could. And I just uh-huh. barely touched the bag, and and you know I think people realized that that was a, a tactic so that the you know my my opponent's camp couldn't come and see what I was doing. Uh-huh. Um, everybody thought that it was a really smart tactic, <laughs> but um, when I went into the fight, her my opponent's strength coach openly stated and admitted that he had her on steroids to strengthen her to to get her stronger. Oh God! This is before I know. This is before drug testing. So I I hear this. I'm thinking, what? Uh huh. Okay. So, and she's a southpaw, and she was had a very awkward style, and the referee hated my guts. What? So no matter what I did, no matter what I did or didn't do, <laughs> he kept pulling me aside and taking points away from me. No matter what. Oh. He he said I was holding and hitting when all I was doing was just trying to move away. And I mean, uh-huh. you name it, he did it. And I Wow. And I kept getting I kept getting hit. Um I mean at one point my someone in my camp said, Hey, do you know how to do a spinning backhand? I said, Yeah. He goes, Well, she's southpaw. So what I want you to she oh, dropped yeah. her lead yeah. hand, which in this case was her right hand and I went, Oh, uh-huh. really? Okay, <laughs> so I take a slight step over every time she threw a jab, and then just throw a spinning backhand and nail her in the face. But that was probably the only thing that was working for me. And the first several rounds, because we were fighting twelve rounds. Mm-hmm. Long story mm-hmm. short, that was one of the roughest fights I've had. And my mother, who did not drive, took a Greyhound bus from California all the way to Vegas. Got herself. Oh man. Oh, cab to the event. I got her. I got her good tickets to to see the fight. She came all mm-hmm. by herself, Aww. and she Aww. had never at that point. She had never at that point watched anything I ever did. Oh wow! Wow! And she took a great young bus all the way up there. Wow! Yeah, that's cool. It was very cool, and that was probably one of the most emotional. Um, experiences after a fight I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Aww. They're not, you know, they're not so charged like that, but um, mm-hmm. this particular one was, definitely. And I, wow. just as they announced me the winner, it just shocked me. I, I really expected to have lost, or at least tied. Mm-hmm. Thank God wow. I'm one of those fighters that doesn't feel any pain during the fight. Yeah, right? no kidding, huh? <laughs> no shit, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. 
Oh, hey, I got like this. I got this ping. Um, okay. It's from a guy named. Well, I've got a. I got a message, and it's from a guy named Ed. It's a guy. It's from a guy named Ed Passerby. He's a. He's a friend of mine, on Facebook, and he says he read this in an interview that she did about thirty years ago, talking about you. And he says, ask yeah. Kathy if she remembers an incident where she was on her way home from filming. A guy decided to get lippy with her on the highway in a traffic jam, no less. Kathy did all she could to avoid confrontation, but he was persistent. And in a matter of seconds, situation handled. <laughs> and he says, I bet if she doesn't remember I bet that jerk does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I Let's remember. hear about it. <laughs> I was um, I was filming, I was working on the film Batman Returns, and I was training Michelle Pfeiffer and choreographing fight scenes and, you know, working every day and driving back and forth from uh-huh. Burbank to Bakersfield. And one of the days, uh, you know, I was heading home from a long day at work, and I just wanted to get home. So I was speeding. I was in this little Honda Civic Fi, uh-huh. and I'm I'm really I'm speeding. I'm I'm exceeding the speed limit a lot. <laughs> I just wanted to get home as fast as I could. <laughs> exceeding the speed limit. You were speeding. That was <laughs> that's driving yeah. recklessly. Anyhow, go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. So, and it was thirty years ago. You're allowed when you're twenty something, right? You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, or not, but you know, it just or depends not. on the cop, I guess. Or not. Right, right. But <laughs> I'm I'm speeding home as fast as I can get, and I I come up I come up to this basic wall of cars in front of me, and I'm thinking, uh-huh. crap. All right, so I think I go to the fast lane. And I flash my brights, and I get up close to the guy in front of me, and he's in this old, um, this old Firebird, mm-hmm. which uh, I remember. I'll never forget. The passenger window was cracked, and mm-hmm. the guy was driving without a shirt, and he was missing a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> right? You, you. <laughs> You guys have rednecks down there too. Okay, anyhow, go ahead. Oh yeah. Hey, you name it, girlfriend. Bakersfield had them all. Oh so yeah. All walks of life. He's not lying. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I'm, I'm flashing my brights and getting close to the guy. I, I'm thinking, come on, don't you get it? I'm trying to get through. Well, he wouldn't. He wouldn't budge. So uh-huh. I waited, and eventually. There was a there was a a car had moved over and there was a hole and I I just I took that opening and I shot through and uh-huh. I'm I'm basically zigzagging through traffic <laughs> exactly what I'm not supposed to be doing but I did it and I just want to get home right well this guy this guy decided that he didn't like me and he in his in his Trans Am or Camaro because it, it had the the bird on it the Firebird. Uh-huh. Um, right. So, and it was old and beat up. And anyway, he pulls up next to me and he's flipping me off. He's showing his IQ on one finger, and <laughs> he's calling me all kinds of choice names. 
<laughs> that gets a rim shot. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> yes, there you go. You're um, number one, motherfucker. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and and he's saying some, some pretty horrible things to me. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, all because I got behind him in the fast lane? This is crazy. Yeah. So I ignored him. But then he tried to ram me with his car. Oh. Oh, right. bad so then, move. I, I yeah. slow down. I slow way, way down. And then he gets in front of me. And then he slams on his brakes, hoping that I'm going to run into him. Right. So I swerve around, I swerve around him. Because I'm a little Honda Civic. That, those suckers you are can, really Yeah, you can turn on a dive. Oh, I had a Honda Damn Civic. Damn right I can. Girl, I was, those yeah, are awesome. Yeah, I had I loved mine. Then I got a Honda Prelude yeah, and decided love- to outrun the Trans Am. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, All right, go ahead. Meanwhile, <laughs> he, he spends the next 10, 15 minutes doing his very best to run into me or get crash into me, move me off the wow. freeway. He's doing his best to cause me a lot of harm. And eventually he's looking at me, calling me these wonderful choice names and saying, pull over. And I thought... All right, I'm pulling over. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> the I thought, I've had enough. <laughs> this guy's going to kill me, right? So poor, poor I pull over, and I, I, I know, get right? to ride as far as I can and get away from traffic. Mm-hmm. And he gets out of the car, and he's ahead of me, and I'm, I'm parked behind him. And he gets out of the car, and I'm walking up toward him, and he's yelling at me again. And I said, well... Usually when someone gets behind you in the fast lane, you move over, or maybe you're too much of an effing idiot to understand that. Oh! <laughs> so, he oh! looks at me, and about three seconds later, it registers. You what? Is as if the word effing idiot finally clicked in. Uh-huh. And he goes, F you, and he goes to swing at me, and I'm thinking... Right at that moment, everything went into slow motion. Right, right. He's, he's throwing a slap at me, and I'm thinking, wow, look, he's drawing his hand back first, and yeah. he's getting his teeth, and he's pulling back, and oh, he's stepping forward with the other foot. That's interesting. He's not going to reach very well. Now, all these thoughts are going through my mind while yeah. he's swinging at me. Mm-hmm. And so I, when, the, when the slap is coming, I duck under it, I step behind him, and I shoved him to the ground. I, I shoved him so hard, he face-planted. Oops. Oops. Because That's what he gets. He was in mid-swing. He was in mid-swing. There's no way he could bring his hand back after the mid-swing right. and, and catch himself. Because I shoved him <laughs> so hard. And I really didn't mean to shove him that hard, but he face-planted. <laughs> and then I backed up about 20 paces. Oh, man. And I backed when I backed up, he got up and he was just so angry. And I said, You stupid MFR. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's running at me, literally running oh, at me. And again, crap. slow motion. I know. And I'm watching and thinking, Holy crap, I could have lunch and come back by the time he gets to me. <laughs> That's exactly how it is. <laughs> oh my God. It is. Bizarre. It is. It was really, it's- really bizarre. It's, yeah. So, oh my God! Did he catch up with you that second time? <laughs> Holy shit! 
Oh. It's amazing because I stood my ground. I just stood there uh-huh. watching him, thinking to myself, this is so weird. I've never seen this before. <laughs> so he's running at me. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he's right in front of me. And oh, uh-huh. all I could think to do, I, I rose my hands up just in a, in a kind of a, my right arm went across my, my face up high and my left arm was in front of my face. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, I just took a step forward and I, I kneed him in the solar plexus as hard as I could. And he was running fast, so he just folded over into my knee and oh, evacuated all the air out of him, all of it. And now, uh-huh. remember, he has no shirt on. So right. he, he, he falls to the ground, he's hugging his gut, and he can't take a breath. He can't breathe at all. And he's half naked. And, <laughs> and he's half naked, and I'm standing over him, and I'm looking at him, and part of me wants to stomp the shit out of him. And then uh-huh. part of me thinks, oh, my, oh my God, he's going to die. <coughs> and mm-hmm. I stood there, and I'm watching, and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. what do I do? Do mm-hmm. I help him? Or do I kick the shit out of him? Mm-hmm. And, you That's- know, uh, oh, Hunter, no. So... I knelt down and I looked at him. I said, hey, just calm down, okay? Calm down. You should be able to breathe. Just try to relax. And Mm -hmm. meanwhile, he's sucking wind and he can't breathe. And I thought, all right, I'm leaving. (laughs) I got in my car. I got in my car and I... Wow. That's so wild. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got in your car. Well, that's that's not the end of the story. I take off, and I'm, again, back to speeding at 110, 115 miles an hour. <laughs> he went around his Trans Am. <laughs> you know, I, I just wanted to get home. So CHP is behind me, and I'm going in 115. And I see him, he flashes on his lights, and I'm thinking, okay, now I'm going to go out and get on the freeway with my lay down, face down, freaking hands behind my head. Great, this is wonderful. Because that's what they're supposed right. to do when you're speeding mm-hmm. that fast. Mm-hmm. So I stop the car, roll down my windows, I have my hands on the steering wheel, and I wait. Mm-hmm. And he gets out of his car and looks at his watch, checks his radio. He's just, he's deliberately moving slow motion. <laughs> he comes to the passenger <laughs> window, and he folds his arm in the window, and he looks at me and he goes, man, you were flying. And I said, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You were flying. How fast does that little car go? I don't know. I looked at this. I looked at one of the other and said, it says, it says 120. He goes, oh, no, you're yeah. going faster than that. There's no way you're only going 120. <laughs> and I looked yeah. at him. And he says, where are you going in such a hurry? And then it hit me. I thought, oh, crap. He saw what happened. He's after me. I've killed the guy. He never caught his breath. He died. And all those oh. thoughts were flooding into my head, uh-huh. uh, along with the emotion of the thought of actually killing somebody. Right. And he goes, where are you going in such a hurry? And then it hit me. Tears just were flowing down my face. And I looked at him. Oh. And I lied to my teeth. And I said, I just caught my boyfriend cheating on me. Because I figured... If he asked me where I'm going, he didn't see it. Right, right. Right? <laughs> so uh-huh. he must not, analytically thinking there, I'm thinking, all right, so let's, logic says if he's asking you where you're going, he didn't see anything, so go with it. 
Uh-huh. And tears were already flowing down my face because, you know, it was like, oh, my God, did I kill this guy? Yeah, exactly. No, I must exactly. not have killed him, but, wow, what a mess. <laughs> right? And I looked at him and I said, I just I caught my boyfriend into- cheating on me. <laughs> right? uh-huh. And he says, you what? I said, yeah, I just left there. And he goes, well, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Bakersfield. He goes, okay, well, you've only got another hour. He goes, <laughs> You promise me you'll just you promise you'll just slow down a little bit. Oh my god! <laughs> I said, yes, sir, I will. Oh. He goes, now look, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna let everybody know that I'm gonna put down. I'm gonna take down your license plate. And I'm gonna let everybody know that you're speeding, <laughs> and to keep an eye out for you. <laughs> Oh my God! I should have been in jail. I should have been, you know, told yeah. to get out of the car at gunpoint and you know, face down on the freaking asphalt. For assault, Can't do any yeah. of that. I'm shocked. I'm so shocked. Wow. See, you know, yeah. normally the people that get out of tickets like that, like my sister, she was pregnant with my first niece, and she was speeding. That's just how she drives. Period. Down in Sacramento, she was yeah. just speeding, and she got pulled over, and then the cop. Uh, the the cop like looks in and goes, "Where are you going?" She's like, "I I'm not feeling so good. I'm going to the doctor." And he's like, "Oh my God, do you need a do you need an escort?" No, I think I'll be fine. He's just right down there. Uh, oh okay okay, you take care. Uh, you know. <laughs> and she managed to get out of a speeding ticket because she was pregnant. So you know, so it's a joke with my niece that you're you're the speeding excuse. And um, yep, so anyway, <laughs> so all right, wow. But anyway. Ed wanted to know if you remembered that, and you do. So you yeah. hear that, Ed? I hope you're listening, buddy, because she remembers in detail, yeah. too. You know, wow. what, you know what else I did? Is I, I checked the obituaries for a few days after that. Oh, did you? Wow. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, if you freaking, like, you know, bust this sternum, I mean, he can't breathe. Uh. He could die. He was running, and I stood. I took a step forward and kneed him. That's the only thing. That's the first thing that came to mind. Oh, he's too close. I got a knee, and I just kneed hard. (laughs) Oh God! Good thing you didn't spinning back kick him. You would have like he would have crushed him. (laughs) Oh God! Oh Lord! I found found out my boyfriend was cheating on me. I'll have to remember that. But I can't speed in my beat up. SUV, so I I can't I speed in my van either. <laughs> so we're safe. We're not going to get tickets anymore. Bob can though. He's got a badass little car. <laughs> oh come anyway. on, up, <laughs> Hey, you know that thing. That thing gets off the line a lot quicker than I can get from first to fourth. Okay. <laughs> People behind me are flashing like, "Come on, get into second. I'm in third. Come on. <laughs> this little guy won't oh. go anywhere. All right. So, um why don't we why don't we do this? Um let's go ahead and take this line. This is area code 908. 908. This is Dynamic Dojo. Who are we speaking with? Uh hi Senpai. Hello Seafood Bob hey. and hello Master Kathy. This is John. This is John. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. We're Awesome. So, um, what do you think of the conversation so far? Do you have any questions or concerns, or do you do you have an experience that you wanna uh, that you wanna share with us? Sure, I have an experience I'll share 
uh, quickly, and I was just going to comment on what Kathy went through. It was pretty intense. Uh, that's yeah. all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I, I feel like I was kind of in a similar situation, though, in this situation I was going to talk about. Uh, I was mm-hmm. at a party, an underground party, and the host of the party was having me work the door, and he mm-hmm. gave me a hit of acid so I would stay up all night. And, uh, you know, Ooh. it wasn't anything crazy to just like a one hit so anyways mm-hmm. I worked at the door for a couple hours and I was doing fine I mean I was that was all I was on I wasn't smoking cannabis or anything and mm-hmm. basically uh, this guy I had been feuding with for at least three years um, he, he originally a couple years back just blew up on me like crazy it didn't get to the point where he hit me because we were in a $1,500 uh, beach hotel thing or uh-huh. rental log. Uh, and you know he was sitting behind <laughs> me when I was working the door drinking beer and uh, some pe- I let some people by that I, I recognized that already paid and he was telling me how oh, John you're you're letting people through the door and I just ignored him but he kept talking sh- you know smack and I uh, I just got up after the gate was clear and I told him hey man like what's your problem? And we started getting into it. And I told him I was tired of his crap pretty much like, and that I wanted to go out in the parking lot and have a duel. Now I was like 21 or no, 22. And, uh, he didn't really, <laughs> he just responded by uppercutting me like Ryu, like a short you can. And I, oh. <laughs> just, just like, okay. what just happened? And I realized that he, I flew like, five feet back up in the air into a wall, like through a wall where some pe- some people were sitting in a room that I like <laughs> got thrown into. And I just, uh, I got up, like I was going to chi life in Redmond at the time and, and learning that Kung Fu there. And I did one uh-huh. of the, the moves that I learned from the seafood to uh, jump up with my legs. I wouldn't use my arms. I just jumped up and we just started brawling like crazy. And all these people started coming out of the party and it started getting really violent. Uh, they were on both sides of us, pulled us back, like 10, 20 people in the room, pulling us back. Mm-hmm. And uh, he and I broke free, and we just started going at it again. And this time, like, since it was, like, the second fight, second round or whatever, he before it was, I was just throwing punches and stuff, but this time he pulled out his hop keto. And uh, I don't – you know, when I, what I learned from Sifu is when we hit the ground, that's like life or death situation. So that's when I used my Kung Fu. And uh, as we were hitting the ground, I eagle clawed his Adam's apple, or his, I think it was his trachea. And he had my, one of my arms in a lock. And so everybody was yelling at us to get off each other, get off each other. And, like, he wouldn't get off me until I, I, I asked him to get off of me. I said, get off me, Dirk. And he, he didn't listen. So I, that was where I felt like I was in Kathy's situation. I'm like similar, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm in this position where I might be taking someone's life because he's really threatening my life. Like he's going to snap my whole right body in half. It seemed like, so I immediately twisted it, my hand and told him to get off me again. He it sounded like I was choking him. And then mm-hmm. I told him like a few seconds later, cause everybody was yelling. And then he finally let go and tapped out. And then, uh, you know, we, we got up and the, the, the host of the party told him to get out and get out. And I was just, 
I just had all this adrenaline pumping in me. And as he was walking down these like 20 flights of stairs, I just kung fu like jumped down the stairs and kicked him from the back to push him out. Cause I was just mm-hmm. I was so pissed. And then he uh, turned around and tried to pull me down and failed. And I just went back up and mm-hmm. I, I was just sh- in shock <laughs> and I was shaky because it was unlike on the street when I've been jumped or like, honestly, like a crackhead hitting, like hitting me or whatever for money, uh-huh. just like settle it, you know, quickly. Cause they got nothing, but this guy was trained somewhat and my life was really in danger and I was tripping. So like all of this was really hitting me and I had to like, I was like blowing my brother in India, my spiritual brother in India, I was blowing his phone up because I didn't really know how to cope with the situation. And he told me to, you know, I already knew this, but I was just kind of, I was just freaking out a bit, the anxiety mm-hmm. and the adrenaline. And I, right. I remembered through him to uh, just do some qigong. And honestly, when I've run into any situation like that, uh, violence of any kind, I, I usually have the shakes. And it's right. really qigong is the only thing, or vipassana uh, are the only two items <laughs> at my disposal I've ever found that immediately can subdue those feelings of terror and uneasiness. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty much wow. uh, one experience that happened to me. Yeah. Where, where it was like right out of a movie, you know, I go through the wall, the dude uppercut me before that. And we just got, we like almost fought to the death at, at a part at this party. And so I don't know, you know, well, it was like three years just building up to that. Um, so, okay, so you said you were attacked before by, like, you know, crackheads and stuff like, mm. stuff like mm-hmm. that, right? Or do, yeah. do those experiences not stick with you as much as this one, or? Yeah, it, they I'm really just... don't, because I feel like I, this one was way more personal, and it was uh, the second time in my life where someone was really trying to kill me, like, uh, in combat. And uh, that's really why it stuck with me. When I've been attacked by, I say, the crackheads, just, just people in the hood, mm-hmm. uh, they would just punch me. And I, you know, I trained with Mike Shitaku back then. And, oh, my gosh, everything he taught me really saved my life. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, mm-hmm. just, just a few times, like maybe it was just twice. Once the dude tried to punch me and I, I did like a, I don't even remember, just like some dragon reverse punch that uh, sensation Taco taught me. And um, yeah, uh, he basically ended up hitting himself. And I, and then he just backed off and ran away. And then the second time was this other guy who I don't know if they were associated with because we lived in the same neighborhood. But uh, this, this happened at the transit center. The other event I just talked about happened at my, right next to my house. Um, this guy I was on my phone at the bus station and just reading a text because I was going to some party and mm-hmm. uh, I was just reading it and all of a sudden he like takes my phone out of my hand and um, I'm like, what, what are you doing, man? And I didn't know he was looking for crack cause he wasn't all cracked out like the other dude. I just thought this was some black guy from my hood that I was really, I, I thought we were at the acquaintance friend level because we have talked. I don't know, a handful of times before, you know, and like, so he uh, took my phone and then told me, oh, that's a Samsung. That's a nice phone. It's mine now. And I was like, 
what? And I just grabbed it from him, and he socked me in the face, and then I instinctively just, like, clotheslined him. Like, I grabbed his entire upper torso and just threw him to the ground. And mm-hmm. then the sheriff, like, ran over, because there was a sheriff there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that experience was a little bit more shaky for me because I was away from home. I wasn't right. in my neighborhood. And, right. okay. you know, and I thought I knew this guy. The other guy was completely random. So that's what really tripped me out. And it, it encouraged okay, me so, right when he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, he. So you knew the guy that you were fighting with. Yeah. Did I get that? Did like, I get that right? Okay. Because it, we I was were like, homies. you <laughs> <Not> were like <laughs> super deep homies, but you know we were in the same hood. That's the best way to right. put it. And we we weren't enemies. So, okay, but, but I, I, I but guess I'm not. Remember, go ahead. One thing you're, you're missing in this is that one thing you have to know is that if you're a crackhead, you will do anything. Uh huh. That cell phone? That's right. I think you can tell. You will hurt anyone. You will do anything. You will steal from your mom. You don't uh-huh. care at that point because the drug runs your life. Yeah. It was like I didn't even know him. It wasn't him. The guy I no, had known for a couple of years. Like, right. So that was more traumatic for me. But then I – it's kind of – uh, it's it's relevant because I got a, I got to hook up with a girl through that because she was watching ah. the whole thing, and and I walked <laughs> up to her and she was like, oh my God, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And then we you know she gave me her number and we just hung out a couple <laughs> times. But you know it was cool because I got that out of it. You know. That's like an interesting some... way to pick up chicks, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it was random. But fight, what I guess what I whatever. I guess what I'm not. Okay, okay, I guess what I'm not understanding is I, that, okay, you were fighting with somebody that you knew, so an acquaintance, you, yeah. um, and you felt like he was trying to kill you? No, no, it was Dirk, the guy at the party that I felt like was trying to kill me. Oh, I was, okay. I was okay. telling you that these crackheads that have assaulted me, the, the few that did, like, I didn't feel like my life was in danger. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I've learned from... Sensation Taku and my Sifu Jin Lee that you only use your martial arts in a fight if your life is threatened. So I've always right, really right. taken that to heart because I know that everything that we know, especially with what Kathy was talking about earlier, the guy was on the ground. Maybe he wasn't mm-hmm. breathing, right? It's like right. we can really hurt people that aren't conditioned as us. So I I've always really taken that to heart. Mhm. That's 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 very true. Now, how did but you Dirk, after that? Dirk is the guy that wanted to kill Dirk you. Dirk acted right? like this badass from he. Oh, I trained with this sensei, and I was in Japan and trained for a bit. And it's just like I don't know if any of what he said was true because of how he acted. But I mean, he knew some grappling at least. <laughs> right. But, um, hey, hey. Oh, I don't know. Sorry, guys. Go ahead. That's all right. That's all right. Oh, I um, was just commenting on how he trained with a bow staff as well. So it was just strange to me because I, I've always felt like martial artists are my people. And on top of that, this guy was into the, the psychedelic scene I was in back then. And uh-huh. so it's like I, 
I, um, I looked up to him for a period of time because I thought he was like a senpai, you know? <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. Now, looking so, back, looking oh, back and then at I this. Didn't, I didn't add at, at the, uh, the very first time he came at me and we didn't have a physical fight. Uh-huh. I had a big anxiety meltdown and I had to, I had, I went to the dude that ran the company who was my best friend at the time. And this guy was working for him as our security. This was three mm-hmm. years prior to the party. Just, this is what led up to it. Uh, he just blew up on me when I was sleeping. He like woke me up and just blew up on me. I guess he was going through a divorce at the time and that justified it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> in his eyes. And he, I, I have never, like I went to those festivals, these psychedelic festivals, these electronic dance music festivals to get away from uh, abusive people and just like to be with people who are more towards the path of Zazen. And, you know, it was a shock to me at that festival and at that point in time, what happened to me and it caused me to all of my chakras, you know, to just erupt and my uh, boss had to give me some valerian and that's the only thing that calmed me down. I was so shaken up because there was no physical contact that I couldn't even remember to do any uh, internal martial art practices. Now, I didn't necessarily know know them back then either because um, when I trained with Mike Shintaku, I, in, tang, in his Tang Soo Do, I didn't learn anything like I learned at Qi Life, you know, internal uh, Qigong meditation and form. So uh-huh. uh, that's why when I was younger and things like that happened to me, like the first time Dirk assaulted me verbally and mentally, psychically, whatever, uh-huh. I didn't know how to handle it because in the past before that, like with the crackheads, I had just physical contact that resolved it immediately. Right. So at that point I had never had someone yell at me um, without fighting. And it was mm-hmm. that, that for me is what is the hardest having a big fight like that without having a physical settlement for the dispute. Because right. I mean, this, this is just with men. Like I didn't bring this to the dojo today and this is relevant this lady at the mm-hmm. PCC today, which uh, Sifu Bob and Master Kathy, the PCC is our premier organic markets in Seattle. Anyways, uh, this lady, I, w- I just kind of rushed before her because I was trying to get to you. Like, and mm-hmm. honestly, and I told her, I, I told her, I can't be late to the dojo. You know, Japanese martial arts is all about being on time. And she's like, well, we all got shit to do. And, like, she just took this turn. And I was, re- I was being really nice. And <laughs> she's right. Her. <laughs> right but then it just escalated from there and she just said super rude stuff to me and I was like I don't know I just kind of got I kind of woke up angry today anyway so it didn't help you know she's being I've never had somebody like a woman talk to me the way this woman was talking to me today because like if it was a guy talking hmm. to me that way or any guy who has any pride in his in himself or honor for himself or whatever it's like the Bushido code, you know, if somebody's talking down to you like that and they're spitting all over you with their negative, nasty energy and they're assaulting you verbally, that just means they have no idea what it's like to be in a, a physical confrontation. So that's where I really took pity with this lady. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Dirk, it's like he was experienced at fighting and he came at me with this crazy energy. So that's what started our feud three years prior to that party. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. Bob, do you have any advice or comments <laughs> for John? <laughs> wow, you chime in now? Yep. Uh, not really, he's your student. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on to Cat. Cat, do you have any comments for John regarding all this? Her mic Ooh. was muted, Rusty, I thought. Oh, oh crap. Did I mute it? Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't sorry. See? Oh, there she is. I see how there you are. She is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I didn't mute you. I see how you so, are. No, it's all good. <laughs> so, Don, yeah, you, when she yeah. said that, you took it way too personally. Yep. Uh, way too personally. Yeah, Honestly, I know. no, listen, listen. Okay. There had to be a part of you that believed what she said to be true. I don't know, man. I'm I'm really sorry. I don't know about that. This lady's energy was rotten. This, you know, the person at the counter asked, "Is anybody ready?" I put my hand up and I said, "I'm ready. I would just like to order this vegan sandwich or whatever." And uh, the lady next, then that lady next to me, she gave me. I thought she was being friendly at first, and I said, "Oh, uh, what were you, what are you looking to order?" And then that's just how it started and then I tried to be nice again and I said oh I'm just trying to get to my dojo I really John, have to be on time John 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 wait wait don't you realize she hates herself she hates aspects of herself she hates her life she hates what's going on in her life She's not I didn't know happy. that at first she looked friendly you know no like, listen you have to know that when words come out of uh-huh. her mouth like that she's saying I hate my life. I hate this world I live in. I hate my body. I hate my whatever. And I want somebody to take notice, and I want somebody else to take responsibility. And that's what uh-huh. she's doing. And that's where you Mm-mm. can stop it right then and there. And in your, mind, in your mind, in your heart, you say, I love you. You don't have to say it out loud. And I'm going to let this roll off me just like water off a duck and walk away. Because it's not about you; it's about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I. I mm-hmm. It's about You're her. Right. You're completely right. I I've never I've been shopping at this you know the store that store when I go there it's kind of like I'm around people who want to be conscious and buy really good food and support organic agriculture. Mm-hmm. So that's personal to me. So to be assaulted verbally in that setting where I feel safe she, and my guard is down a bit. She's truly insulting herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not right. Not you. That's yeah. just that's what's sad about it though, and I shouldn't have reacted the way I did. I should have had more compassion, but I exactly. I honestly when you, when you listen, wait, 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 stop. When you say woulda, coulda, shoulda, you're already placing judgment. Don't. Don't place judgment. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Because, like, let, let, you know, let, let me just tell you a little story before we, we, we move on with this. Because I want to I wanna know how you felt after having to fight like that. Okay. okay? Oh, so, oh. I, you know, as you know, I teach Tai Chi. And I had this one student that uh, worked way across town. And uh, he, was a, you know, he was an executive. And he would literally rush to the, 
to, to the Kun, to the dojo, so he wouldn't be late. He thought the same thing. I can't be late to the Tai Chi class. So every, mm-hmm. every Monday night, I kid you not, we would hear, <laughs> we would hear his, his car squeal it, and we can see it because we had picture windows that, that covered like the whole corner, right? We would see him tear around the corner, and he, he managed to always have the same parking spot, and he would like, and, you know, stop so hard that the, the front end of his car would nosedive, and we would see it, right? Yeah. And he'd come rushing in. And he'd like put in his shoes and he would like, ah, da, da, and he'd go get dressed and he'd come running out on the floor and be wait and, and wait to be bowed in. And I'm like, wow. Tim, slow. <laughs> we moved well, slow was... in Tai Chi, remember? <laughs> you know, if you were late 10 minutes ago, you're not going to be any less late. So, what the hell are you doing? You know, <laughs> you know, so, so <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, I'm the same way, John, right? Um, I'm not going to say, oh, you know, he's late. I'm going to like, you know, demote him or anything like that. That's not how it goes, you know, just, just slow down. You know, if people are being rude, do what Kat says, you know, just compassion. You know, if she says, well, we all got shit to do. Well, in a way, she's right. Let it go. She is right. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a way, she's right. Yeah, he's got shit to do. She's got shit to do. I got shit to do. You know? The dojo's got shit to do. So, whatever. So, there you go. Oh, we lost John's line. That bites. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I hope That's he's funny. listening. <laughs> I Well, I I, you know, listening. I think he... I think he is. I think he's got a uh, uh, he's got a laptop. Um, and uh, there he is. Okay, let me let me. Hello, I, Are you I back actually now? don't know Hello. what happened. My, I don't I know. Either. Desktop you just and and the Google dropped me. I was on Facebook, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I well, I hope you heard what I said. I said pretty no, much. I... You know. Oh well. You know, did you hear the story though about you know slow down? You know that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So you know, that's the thing. If you're five minutes late, rushing to get here isn't going to make you any less late. So you just gotta, you know. I mean, I know where you're coming from. I, you know, there's traffic. There's this and that and the other. It's it's okay. You know, and you know, and. You know, and did you get your license yet? Because if not, you're still a student driver. You shouldn't be rushing around. You, well, my, you, should, I, you shouldn't be driving yeah. around like that. My, I'm just driving my mother because she's sick, as you know, and she's getting better, yeah. of course. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm getting that on Friday. So I'll probably just be driving to school alone most of the time. Yeah. So. You know, just remember, you know, anger you know, is a secondary emotion, and and reacting with an emotion to what she had to say. It's not worth your, it's not worth your energy. You know, it's her problem. So, you know, there's, good. there's a difference. You can either react or you can respond. Right. Reacting means mm. it's a knee jerk reaction and you didn't think about it and you didn't stop yourself and you just blurted out whatever your ego felt. Responding means you stopped, you thought about it, you realized that she's having a bad day and you don't have to be a part of that. Then you I respond was accordingly. 
self-perpetuated bad day because I'm still learning this lesson from Senpai that anger is a secondary emotion. It is, but it's also a choice. Right. uh, You you can choose to be angry. Uh, You can choose to see it that way and become angry for it, but it's always your choice. Always. Well, mm-hmm. my hardest thing is when something makes me hot-headed. Uh, very few things. Nothing trigger. makes you hot-headed but you. Nothing makes That's you right. hot-headed but you. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Well, it's Nothing. like, it's not even mental. It's like I feel a rise of fire from the base of my being that rises up, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I keep getting madder, and it's just like... And- you know that's what that's you. called? That's <laughs> ego. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kat. Yes. Remember, you can react or you can respond. Yep. Well, if ego gets in the way, you'll always react. Ask. I don't want to ask any what ifs, but... <laughs> I mean, you anger and sadness... What anger and sadness are said to be the same... Thing. I don't know if psychologically that's true, but is it? Is it? If that was true, then when is sadness not an emotion that we should react to, or is it something we should respond to? Then is my question to you, Kathy, Master Kathy. That's an awfully broad question. Yeah. Well, there's I mean, so ma- many for, for me, variables. Sorry. I mean, there are so many sources. Mm-hmm people would say, for their sadness. I mean, it, it, it's, if I didn't... Well, have, what about anger? I'm angry about it. the deforestation. I'm angry about the fluoride in my water. I'm angry. I'm not happy about it. I'm not sad about well, it. I'm just And, and what, does, what does being angry about it accomplish? I've tried to accomplish things. I've tried to get it out of my water. Wait, I wait, can't wait. fight the water what companies. Does, what does being... Uh-uh. Listen to my question. What does angry about it, being angry about it, accomplish? Well, it doesn't accomplish anything, so I tried to take that anger and put it constructively to fight the water company, and doesn't work. So they keep dumping poison into my water, and I keep getting madder that I can't do anything about it. And, of course, it doesn't do anything, but like I'm, it's like this emotion associated with that that doesn't go away. And I, I don't want to take this any more off topic than I have. With, it was relevant, though, like anger and, and fights, you know, it's like that's one big, big reason that people fight or somebody's come at me for a fight, you know. So I agree with everything you're saying, but I'm I, Master Kathy, but I personally do just still have trouble with that. And Please, even Senpai. Just, just call me Cat. Okay. okay. No, just call me Cat. Yes, Kat. I'm not okay. a master of anything. Okay. Well, uh, Senpai was saying it took her many years to overcome her anger problem on the radio here even and in person to me. So I, it's something I've been battling with like she did in her past. And uh, being able to talk with you about it, Kat, and uh, Senpai and Bob chimed in about it, Uh well, I just really appreciate it. I'm sure anybody else who's listening that, that experiences anger towards anything can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Thanks, John. Thanks for calling in. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Senpai. All right. You and have a good night now. And Pat. 
All right. Have okay. a great night. You All too. right. Let's take let's take area code nine zero eight. Uh, sorry, not nine zero eight. Area code seven zero eight seven zero eight. You're on Dynamic Dojo. Who's this? Hi, my name is Steve. How are you guys doing? Hi, Steve. How are you? Uh, nice to meet you. Hey, Kat, how are you? Hey, I'm good, Steve. How are you? Very good, very good. I might add, whether, whether you claim it or not, you masterfully dealt with John. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I would have been clueless about what to tell him, and clearly that is why you are the Sifu. But, uh, you know, uh, sticking very much on topic in terms of self-defense and the after effects, it really, de- it really depends on the population that you're talking about. In terms of self-defense, if you're talking about a professional instructor, uh, mm-hmm. sometimes we're talking about soft targets. Soft targets meaning like women, children, older people. And maybe not, you know, and I'm obviously being general because, you know, cat kick my ass, but... You yeah, know, you're, uh, you're, it, you're borderline sexist, my dear boys. Well, no, no, no. But if you talk to like a law enforcement <laughs> professional, you know they're going to talk about soft targets. I, oh, I know, sure. Sweetheart. Now we're going to qualify but, it. Okay. No, no. But I'm talking about, seriously using professional terms. Soft targets. We're talking about women, let's not, children, let's and, not and, and older that. people. Let's not use professional terms. Let's not even go there. Let's okay. just say people. Okay. Okay, people. That's fine. But Good. but that's on the better. other hand, from my own personal experiences. It would have to depend on if we're talking about me as a young boy being, like, bullied by maybe somebody who's older uh, or, uh, you know, fights in high school, uh, incidents in college, or bouncing as I was older. And Uh uh, and ultimately, I cannot put myself in the position of understanding technically the psychological aspects of being, let's say, a lady who's not trained as a martial artist and being put in a situation where she has to violently defend herself against, say, you know, physical assault, sexual assault, Mm -hmm. and so on. Because it's obviously, it's kind of like a guy talking about pregnancy. You just don't understand. You know, you have to accept that. But for myself, at least, as a young man, then we have to talk about, in terms of populations, are we talking about when I was, like, much younger or when I'm older? And psychologically, obviously, it's harder as a young boy it's let's say if you're being bullied or, or a fight in high, like high school, for instance, which I can relate to. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I guess the after effects or even the pre-fight jitters could be bad because I know when, if I had to meet somebody after school by the flagpole, boy, you had hours to think about it. And if you're not a trained fighter at that point in your life, boy, that just you know the nerves go crazy Uh on the other hand as you get older and you have more experience in this world and possibly as a martial artist like myself um now you suddenly realize you know what what's the worst thing that can happen because i would not be considered a soft target you know i don't think i would uh at least cosmetically looking at me you wouldn't think oh that's my victim you know uh so Really, um, experience and age brings a little bit of comfort because then you say to yourself, you know what, at least for the younger people, if there's any, say, younger people or minors listening, you have to say, what's the worst that's going to happen to you? If I get punched uh-huh. in the eye two weeks, three weeks later, it's the, the swelling will be gone, the black eye will be gone, 
Nobody will know. And you'll actually win or lose for the younger people out there. You will actually have more respect from your peers because not only do you stand up for yourself, but they look at you and go, oh, you know what? If I do mess with this younger kid, he is going to fight back, and maybe that's not the person I want to pick on because a lot of people, and I'm speaking about like young male versus young male right now, are a lot more bark than bite. They want to get a lot more out with their mouth and the intimidation because that Uh half the time wins the fight against somebody that doesn't have any sort of real experience in the realm of combat, if that makes sense. Um, I'm just speaking, you know, as as like a young man might feel, because really you got to go, you know what, if you can come to terms with the fact that, you know, the person I'm facing is not a trained fighter, most likely, um, huh. probably doesn't know how to do real damage to me. You know, I'm not, I'm not facing one of you three, you know, and put in the young person's body. Um, you got to go, you know what, it'll all be okay. And if you can come to terms with the fact that it'll all be okay, I'm going to be alive and breathing tomorrow. I'm going to go to class. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to eat breakfast. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Then suddenly the nerves kind of go away and you can actually, you'll, and as we know as performance athletes, the more relaxed you are, the better you'll perform. But tension will ruin you. Emotion will ruin you. You don't want to, as Kat can even say, you don't want to fight with emotion because that can steer you down the wrong alley and that can make it things much more difficult for you. The more relaxed and detached you can be, the better off you're going to be. And, and uh-huh. of course, in terms of self-defense, if we're talking about, like, uh, you know, uh, a, a mugging, a carjacking, a sexual assault, in that area, I really don't have a lot of life experience. You know, that area is very different for me. You know, for my, my experience would be as a young man, uh, kickboxing, pancreation, uh, and then uh, bouncing. So in that, you know, I can't talk about what a woman would go through in terms of, you know, the emotion afterwards that, you know, again, it's like, it's like a guy telling you, this is what the tr- third trimester is going to feel like. You're going to feel a little bit of pressure. You know, <laughs> you, have, you have no idea, really, you, you know. <laughs> right. You know, you wouldn't want to hear about, you wouldn't want to read about that, from me in an article or go to a lecture to from me about, you know, what the third trimester is going to be like, you know, uh, right. You know, but at least in terms of a young man, it's all about just being as relaxed as possible and saying, it'll all be okay tomorrow. And actually my peers will respect me more because I stood up for myself, even if you win or lose. And the best, the best fights, at least for myself when I was younger, was when they just happened in the hallway because there were, there were no, there wasn't, I had three or four periods of classes to think about, Oh my God, I have to meet this guy after school. You know, that makes Uh everything worse, you know? And afterwards for me, to be honest, because we were not talking about trained fighters. I didn't have to, I didn't have to glove up with cat. You know, it really, it was like, it was no big deal. I never really got hurt. If that makes sense. So the mm-hmm. next day, I actually got respect from my peers. So I didn't really have a lot of after effects. But as a young man, at least I know, it was the pre-fight, the build-up, when you don't have that experience, that was much, much worse. Right. 
Now, the I, I like how you brought that up as far as like you know uh, as far as like comparing it to oh my gosh I got to sit through like five periods and knowing that right. I got to meet this yeah, guy. Yeah, that, that was rough. Right. That was, that was that that is that is rough. Um, however, you know I I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I look at a self defense situation as where someone else just gets to choose that opportunity to cause you harm or to hurt you, and you have no say in the matter. You don't know when it's going to happen, why it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Oh, that, that, um, that was like walking out of the gym locker room, walking out of gym class, and you walk into a fist. It's happened to yeah, me. Yeah, that's, that's when kind of, yeah. When you get in a yeah. fight in the hallway, kind of like that. it just happens. You know, yeah, that I mean, was, you but might that was much easier because there was no, oh, my God, I have to think about this. It's kind of mm-hmm. like if you – it's kind of like the first time I, I took a kickboxing match. You know, I had – Whoa, I had 12 weeks to train and think about somebody else that was preparing for me. That emotional buildup, you know, because it was my first one, was much worse. It was just like having to think about, oh, my God, I have to meet this kid in three or five periods after class by the flagpole, you know, because you had that time to think about it. And mm-hmm. it was much better, of course, yeah. as a kickboxer because you have now you have you have some tools, you have some experience, you've been in the gym banging a little bit, so you you have a strategy, a game plan. But when I was right. younger, well, that was that was much much harder. Mm-hmm. So again, I mean, if there's a young kid out there listening, it's all about going. You know what? It'll all be okay tomorrow. You know, I'm I'm not really gonna get that hurt, and my peers will actually respect me more. Win or lose, because I stood up for myself, and everybody yeah, will be like, "Oh wow, you fought so and so." And as long as you get a couple shots in, you know, as a young as a young kid, you go, "Wow, okay, he got hit too." You know, he doesn't look so pretty either. You know, it, it mm-hmm. all winds up being okay. Yeah, it's easier said than done. Oh Much yeah, I can say that now done. because because of my yeah. age. You know, but when I was 14 years old, it was a hell of a lot rougher. When I was 13 years old, you know, meeting somebody behind the flagpole, you know, doing a little bit of karate or not, it doesn't matter. You're still 13. You, you know, you're still one year into being called a teenager, and you're very immature, and you don't have the psychological uh, composure, I suppose, to really deal with the situation very well. Right. Bob? So that's that's all I could really add, you know. Right on, Bob. Do you have any uh, thoughts about that? Yes and no. I see. I I see where you're going with it, but self defense or not, most of it is going to be a choice that we make. Being in the wrong place, at the wrong time, parking in the wrong area. Uh, you know, part of self-defense is, well, is that's awareness. real self-defense. But I was talking, I was really talking about childhood experiences at then. I mean, obviously, oh, exactly. you know, right, right. That's, that's real self-defense. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. that's when you're, when you're asked your valuables, your life is on the line. When they want to take, when they say, follow me to your car, take, mm-hmm. you know, take me to the, you know, we're going to go to your cash station and there's a weapon presented, you know, that's, Right. Much much different, obviously, much. than the yeah. than the experience okay. I was talking about. But on the other hand, I mean, right. at least for the young men out there, you know, I was just hoping yeah. they could think if if there's any listening to say, oh, you know what, it'll be okay, because I know I'm talking to three instructors who have a wide variety of students, and they might go, you know, it will be okay. You know, I I I am going to go to school tomorrow. You know, unless they take my life, 
which the chances of that are like low to zero, you know, uh, it'll all be okay. And a year from now, nobody's even going to remember. And you were just a kid back then. Three years from now, who cares what happened when you were 13? Who cares what happened when you were 14? It's mm-hmm. ancient history. So, you know, don't it, – it's not near as heavy of a situation for the, for the young boy as it is at that moment. And if they can get over that, everything will get that much easier, including the pre-fight buildup, which is the most stressful mm-hmm. time. Okay. Yeah, but obviously, you know, you know, walking to your car and having somebody attack you and saying – you know, they're going to carjack you. You know, they're saying right. they want to take you to the second location. That's a completely different situation, of course. And obviously, you know, the stakes are much higher. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then, well, thanks for clarifying that because I was, I, I, I'll have to admit, it took me about like five minutes or so to go, how is, wait, let me, let me follow what he's saying. <laughs> right. Cause I, cause I, I, I didn't quite make the, the age difference. Um, right, yeah, I'm talking about you know, right. yeah. 13, 14, yeah. 15 years old exactly. young boy, right. because right. let's face it right. young boys fight and like right. I said, you know, you know in terms of somebody carjack that's why I qualified as, as somebody carjacking me, you know, who, you know as, 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 a, as a male I'm not really a target for sexual assault I, I can't really speak about these things, and that's why I said I'm not really the type of person you'd look at and say oh, you're my victim, you know Right. So, you know, I can only speak from experiences of fights in high school, fights in college, you know, competing and then bouncing, which is really it's which is really where my real life experience would be, you know, and I can't really speak to the other things. You know, well, I probably have to wait 20 years for me to get carjacked or something or (laughs) or mugged. (laughs) Let's hope you never. Let's hope you never. Well, yeah, obviously, <laughs> ideally, but you know, th- but then I'll be one of those soft targets. I will be a much older gentleman at that point in time. You know, mm-hmm. you know, that's when I Die. will be an easier victim to the to the twenty three, twenty five, nineteen year old. You know, who's, you know, or whatever. Who knows? Right. I hope not. You're right. Yeah. I'll have cats watching my back. <laughs> 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 then I'll be fine. There you go. Got any last-minute thoughts on that there, Kat? Well, he's he's got a point. There's definitely uh, the before and after yeah. as far as the emotions. You know, after a fight, sometimes, you know, you, you do, like John was saying, you get the shakes. Sometimes you cry. Sometimes you, you sometimes just become you really weak and you want to sit down. Yeah. Sometimes you puke. Right. Yep. Fortunately, I've never had much of that um, I've had a big adrenaline jump, dump sometimes after a real fight there was mm-hmm. uh, a situation I had where I was, um, it was it was my last day bouncing in a bar um, and my last day I was um, in the front lobby area or the front entrance of the seafood restaurant which was the back door technically to the bar because there were only two bathrooms and the little hallway that was in the entryway of the restaurant was the bathroom for the for the adjacent nightclub. Long story short, I'm patrolling the back area because it had a push bar door, which means you can go out but you can't come back in. And nice, right. people we had to make sure people didn't let other guys back in. Because you had to pay and you show your ID in the front, in the other side. Uh-huh. Anyway, 
I'm patrolling the back door area. We call that the back door. And I, out of the corner of my eye, I see uh, a drug deal going through. I think uh, some cocaine was being, was being purchased. <laughs> Hard to tell because it was pretty small and they were trying to cover it up. But I just decided foolishly to make a citizen's arrest. And I walked up and I said, I just witnessed this drug deal and I'm placing you both under citizen's arrest. I'm having the, I'm having the, my manager call the police right now. And as soon as I said, call the police right now, <laughs> the college kid Uh-oh. bolted. He bolted. Mm-hmm. And out of the corner of my eye, I kind of, I just, I moved my head just enough to watch him sprint past and I couldn't stop him. Mm-hmm. And as I'm turning back to look at the, the dealer, he's pulling a gun out of the back of his pants. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that was an oh shit moment. Oh <laughs> shit. I immediately snatched the gun out of his hand and I got him down to the ground and I was just beating him. He was unconscious and I was just beating him bloody with, his, with the butt of the gun. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting on top of the guy smashing his face repeatedly with his gun and I, I'm not going to say I blacked out but I am going to say um, I let everything out at that point mm-hmm. and I you know there was a part of me that was well let's just say the police showed up guns drawn telling me to get off the guy yeah yeah and yeah, I, right. the only thing that saved me was that one of the police officers was one of my students. Oh. <laughs> so they wow, they grabbed him, drugged him outside, uh-huh. and they grabbed me, and they pulled me outside. And my student is the one that they grabbed me, and he would just pretend like he didn't know me, right. put me in the car, and drove me about about seven or eight, almost ten miles out of town. And got my, you know, he got my statement, everything. And then he said, okay, you can walk back. And I said, 10 miles outside of town, what do you mean walk back? Oh, shit. And I said, what's going to happen to the guy? He kept, he just kept saying, don't worry about him. And wow. When I was sitting in his car, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't stop crying. Mm -hmm. Because I was thinking about, you know, the whole situation. Right. The gun being drawn, the fact that I could have died, mm-hmm. the fact that I right. you know, snatched it from him and took him to the ground and went far beyond what I would ever expect to do. And I'm, you know, smashing his face with the butt of the gun and it just scared the shit out of me. Mhm. Well, Kat, you know, all your training in Kung Fu Sansu is a little bit of overkill training, as you know. So, oh, I know. you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it, at the moment where you literally essentially describe the situation as blacking out, I mean, obviously I you were just, out. I, knew well, I, I know what saying. you mean, I, 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 I know what you mean, but basically, you know, you were completely instinctive and yeah. you weren't stopping, mm-hmm. you know, and you weren't stopping and you're, and you were into, and it, and when you see a gun, you're in the overkill mode. Now you're doing, now you're literally reacting to all the training that you've done. Which is yeah, literally over. I know. So it makes sense. But we're talking about the aftermath of it. Yeah. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. The 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 aftermath. A lot of people, uh, 
you know, if you're just now tuning in, <laughs> the aftermath is something that we don't normally talk about because we, uh, right. you know, we talk about how to fight, right? right. As, as teachers, we teach people how to fight, you know, but what about what happens afterwards? You know, I mean, yes, right. there's, okay, call the police if you can and, you know, statements and, you know, or be prepared to get taken in the back of a car in handcuffs. It depends, right? Because they don't know who's the good guy. They don't know who's the bad guy, depending, right? right? And, um, and how well, I'll, I'll each be honest person with you. I really wanted to ask Kat about something, too, but there's not enough time. Unfortunately, John took a lot of time on the phone. But in terms another of, like, time, Steve. real – Another time, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have another one. I'm, you know, I was I was gonna text Bob and Cat and say, hey, you know what, we're gonna have to do a part four because, you know, we're we're getting into that. Mo- yeah, I, I only wanted the series to be three, but we're gonna have to do four because we're now starting to get into that mode of let's really talk about what happens afterwards as opposed totally. to, uh, you know, what happens during because you know we went through that a little bit through the uh, in the first episode we did a little bit more of it. Uh, today, which is good because you know people just tuning in need to need to kind of hear about mm-hmm. that. But I really want to I really want us to really start talking about what happens afterwards because you well, know sure. Bob's got stories, Cat has stories, I have stories, my students have stories, and right. it's different with each and every one of us. John's got some serious stories. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and that's why I like talking to him. It's because he's got stories, uh, and it's like. You know, I love hearing them, and uh, yeah. you know, and we have you, to talk it out. Recall, and, but I actually called on your first show too. Oh yes, that's right. I'm like Steve. Why does this guy sound familiar? So yeah, I'm awesome. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, you should call on part four then. <laughs> yeah, I will. Thank, thank God for Facebook, Cat. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Well, you yeah, definitely know, you should but... call for. I, I literally just saw this two days ago, and I was like, "Oh shit! Oh, I'll I'll make sure I'm free." So there you go. Well, definitely you should call the next time we do this. I don't know when it's going to be, but probably another couple months or something like that. Um, oh, totally. Depending. So it depends. It depends on when we all three are available, because sometimes I'm not available, Bob's not available, Cat's not available. So it's like, it, totally. you know, we got to figure that out. Totally. Totally. Absolutely. Right on. Well, we have two minutes left to our broadcast. So with that said, let's go to Bob to see if he's got any last thoughts. No, I actually thought it was a great show. I, you know, yeah. uh, John Ed's stories went a little long, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Steve, he's got he's great got stories. He's got some anger issues. <laughs> he's got great stories. Steve, went, Steve kept going back into the sexist comments and then called all three of us old. I, and I did want to point that out. No, no, no. Oh, yes, you did. Because you just pointed out. It was simply using professional terms of a soft target and defining what a soft target is. Believe me, I don't know. Because I would say soft target, Steve, is eyes, nose, and throat. Eyes, nose, throat. That's what I would say. Oh, we've all trained with law enforcement. We know what a soft target is. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Still, you didn't need to go there. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, and I, well, I'm, I, I, you guys, obviously, I apologize. No disrespect intended. I'm just using technical terms that I've heard, you know, other law enforcement officers that I've trained with over and over and over use. That's, but not that's all law enforcement are, are law enforcement, and they don't, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily see it that way. Oh, I gotcha. I understand that yeah. completely. I understand that completely. True. I'm just, I'm you not know, in terms of you, self-defense <laughs> and defining myself 
versus let's say more more vulnerable. And I'm I'm 47 years old. I'm not exactly young anymore. So I'm I'm oh. I'm right. Sorry about that. Let me turn oh, off that. Either. You know, but I'm, I'm not like 25. I'm not 19. You know. <laughs> I'm just getting myself in trouble, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> I just have to stop talking. Like, I just thought it was funny, Steve, because it's like, I'm 47. I'm, you know, God, I'm getting old. And I'm like, oh, here we are in our 50s. Oh, no, oh. no I'm just saying I'm, I'm not I'm not a young man anymore. But yeah. I just no, should probably I, should I shut up before man. one of you guys kicks my ass. So. <laughs> no, 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 I hear you. I'm just playing with you. So, Kat, oh, what totally. about you? Do you have any last minute Love thoughts you before we sign off? Love you too, Steve. Do you have any last-minute thoughts before we sign off here, Kat? Um, you know, a lot of times people get emotionally charged after after an altercation or even after an argument. And, right. You know, I think one of the most important things to do is, is learn learn to breathe and learn to meditate and learn to, you know, uh, let that go out of your body because if you hold on to it, you also hold on to the thoughts and the memories and then the what ifs come. Why? What if I had done this? Maybe I should have said that exactly. instead. Maybe I should have done that instead. And you got to let that go. Yeah. You yeah. So it's a reliving. Thank you. Amen to yeah. that because You're it's, yeah. uh, there you go. that's what, you know, I wanted to tell John too is that the reliving of things a lot of times become almost worse than actually going yeah. through the actual experience. And not right? only is it worse, but you, you end up manifesting it again. Exactly. You manifest it yeah. again, Ooh. and sometimes your and your mind will play all sorts of weird tricks and start, like, you know, adding on addendums to what happened and could have, should have, would have, and the emotions happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been there. We've all been there. And it is it is exactly as you see, Kat. You kind of have to learn to let it go. Um, you do. You know. And it's hard. It's easier said than done. But, you know, but if you, you know, but if you keep hanging on to it and bringing back those memories, it's kind of like, you know, I told one of my students one time, you know, okay, let's say you trip and fall and you face plant into a cactus. Right. Are you really going to wake up a month from now? Let's just say, are you really going to wake up a month from now and, and say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to trip and fall and face plant into that cactus one more time. Just to see if it's <laughs> No, you're not. No, nope, you're not going right? to do that. <laughs> you're not going to do that. So why do we do it, right? And that goes into the psychology of, of kind of an off-topic, but it kind of goes into the psychology of not only self-defense, but, you know, life in general, which could be another show in and of itself. But when we get oh, into yeah. part four, listeners, when we get into part four and nice. five, <laughs> I, something nice. tells me there's going to be a part five. Um you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the after effects, um, the psychology behind it, how it differs from person to person, because we're not all going to um, look at it the same, kind of like what Steve was saying. So until then, I don't know when that's going to be when we all three can be around, but let's uh, let's just plan on it. Part four. Okay. All right. Absolutely. So. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So have a great weekend, Steve, John, Kat. My pleasure. And I'm honored to be even a part of the show. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks for joining right. us, everyone. Thank you, Steve. We will. Oh, of course, Kat. Thanks, Steve. And we'll see everybody Bye, next Rita. week. Bye, Bye. Bye. We'll see everyone next week. Keep your ears open on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio on the on the Talk Radio page and uh, maybe some live 
live FB broadcast to see who's going to be on next Sunday. All right, we'll talk to everyone next time. Bye-bye now.